for me, it was the right fit you know, against the New York Giants. Like, this is this is the New York Giants. If you don't like it, then you're welcome to leave. But that's the way that we do things around here. Man, I'm so blessed. It's crazy. I've been manifesting New York. I, I kind of had a feeling it was going to be New York, but now that we're here, man, God is good. Once a giant, always a giant. For me, it's only a giant. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by the USA Today Network. It is 7 o'clock Sunday night. I am still in the MetLife Stadium press box, and it was not a good day for the Giants. Probably the worst day they've had in 2022. Final score, the Detroit Lions 31, the Giants 18. And let's just... Put it where it is and be honest. The Giants were outplayed in every facet today. And the records didn't matter because ultimately it looked like the Lions were the team that had seven wins and the Giants were the ones that had three. And this was a moving day, if you will, similar to when you talk about a golf tournament and after the first two rounds, Saturday is moving day. Uh, in some of the bigger tournaments well this is a day where three of the four teams in the nfc east won dallas is putting on the finishing touches in minnesota and the giants are the only ones that lost and their playoff chances took a hit today 538 drops them to around 50 percent that's because of Washington's win over Houston today. So the Giants still have everything in front of them, but this result against the Lions and the performance is going to be one of those that they look back on a month from now. And if they responded to this, then you won't have to worry about this team and they'll be making the most of their good start, their best start since 2008, and making a run to the playoffs. But this is an outcome that is going to affect them. They are now going to have to play extremely well and beat Washington twice. If not split with them, then you're going to have to get a win somewhere else on this schedule. I truly believe that. You have to get to at least 10 wins. And that includes Indianapolis here on New Year's Day. And Indianapolis gave Philly all it could handle today. Of course, the Eagles come back late. Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown, and they end up beating Indy. So where did things go wrong with the Giants? Well, first off, three turnovers. Two interceptions by Daniel Jones. It was only a matter of time before Jones threw another interception. He hadn't thrown one since week three, 154 pass attempts was a good play. Give Aiden Hutchinson a lot of credit. The rookie lineman for Detroit. I guess technically he's an edge rusher. Um, And I think the way they look at it is that this offense cannot afford turnovers. Point blank, period. Especially in a game where they don't get any turnovers and they didn't today the Lions were were the better team their offensive line blocked better really neutralized the Giants not only pass rush 
but four rushing touchdowns, three by Jamal Williams, one by DeAndre Swift. The Lions pushed the Giants around a little bit. They punched them in the mouth. And every time, except for today, the Giants had responded to that. Even in losses to Dallas and Seattle, they took their punches and they fought back. They may have lost those games, but, you know, let's go back to the Seattle game. Richie James fumbles that second punt, and if not, the Giants had punched all the way back and they were going to get the ball back down one score with an opportunity to go and take this game. So, obviously, the interceptions by Daniel Jones were not good. He overthrew the second one, but you can play around those if you get the offense sticking to the script that's worked well for you. The Lions did a great job on Saquon Barkley. Limiting him the way they did, it's certainly one of those things where this offense needs to look at itself and try to figure things out. Now, it didn't help up front that they made changes at left guard, at center, and at right tackle. Left guard Shane Lemieux started, and it was rough. It was working through the kinks. This was not a game that lent itself to Lemieux working through some and kicking some of the rust off. So Josh Azudu came in in the second half. At center, John Feliciano had a neck injury. He came out, Nick Gates went in. And then at right tackle, Tyree Phillips got hurt. He left with a neck injury, and Matt Parrott took over at right tackle. Now, all of those injuries on a normal week would be difficult, especially those three up front. But now you're talking about they're going to have to play their second game in five days on Thursday, Thanksgiving, against the Cowboys' pass rush. It's a lot to come back from. Does Evan Neal return on Thanksgiving? Part of me believes that they practiced Evan Neal last week, to see where he was at, to see if he can get ready to come back for Thursday. They did not put Neal on injured reserve way back when he injured his knee, so they can just play him on Sunday. They can ride it all the way through. The Giants will not practice this week. They will have walkthroughs, whether they're intensive walkthroughs and more jogthroughs or however they're going to do it. They're not going to have the practice time this week to prepare for Dallas. And that's certainly going to affect them uh, going forward. So it's a big challenge on that front. Two enormous injuries today that will have ramifications moving forward. Let's go Wandell Robinson first. He left the stadium on crutches. It did not look good. All indications that this is all indications are that this is a serious injury, a knee injury. The dreaded ACL has been talked about a little bit. Nothing confirmed yet, but those are the fears. The MRI will show a lot tomorrow, but the sense is that Wondell Robinson suffered a serious injury. That's going to keep him out for an extended period of time, maybe the rest of the season. It was a quirky play. Nine catches, 100 yards. The last catch he makes near the Giants' sideline. Kind of stepped awkwardly, but then took a tumble into the Giants' sideline. It was hard to see at first where the injury <clears throat> where the injury occurred, but I think ultimately the injury occurred uh, when he took that awkward step 
and obviously that is somewhat of a non-contact situation. So really tough break for Wondell Robinson and another big hit to this receiving core. The day began with debate over whether or not Odell Beckham Jr. would sign with the Giants or the Cowboys. Well, after today, uh, you wonder if it affects Odell and how he's sizing up his potential suitors. Uh, I think ultimately it'll come down to a contract and what the contract is, not just for this season, but for the remaining parts of that contract next year, the year after, if he does get a long-term deal, that'll determine where Odell is. Uh, but for the time being, the Giants are 7-3, and three, and they have to figure something out with this offense, specifically the receivers. The other injury is a big deal in terms of where it fits on defense. Adoree Jackson and having this come about is pretty, you know, it's almost Murphy's Law. You knew something like this was going to happen. Not because it's the Giants, but because they made this decision and it was the risk-reward. And having Adoree Jackson as the punt returner after Richie James's two fumbles before the bye, I think the Giants misplayed this. It was a risk that isn't worth taking. Adoree Jackson isn't a punt returner that's all of a sudden breaking off punts left and right. You needed somebody to catch the punts, Period. I was surprised that they ended up with Adoree Jackson as their punt returner just because of the value he brings at corner. They decided to take that risk, and today the risk came back and bit them. Jackson gets tweaked. He kind of got twisted up. It was a three-yard punt return, and he goes off. And Early reports are that it's an MCL injury. Jordan Schultz of the score reporting during the game that it was a three to five week timetable i'm not sure if you can get to that point but obviously you got the information from somewhere so you credit jordan the way it is uh but not having a dory jackson and then on top of that losing fabian moreau who's really been a stabilizing force opposite jackson at cornerback he's now out who knows if he can get back by thursday uh so Wink Martindale's defense now down two corners. You saw it last year in Baltimore. Wink starts losing corners, and all of a sudden, the aggressiveness, you know, teams can take advantage a little bit if that front is not creating any pressure. And they didn't create much pressure on Jared Goff today. Uh, So it's definitely something to keep an eye on moving forward. Uh, Ultimately, uh, I think the story becomes... The Giants have spent most of this year talking about how they can never get too high, that they always had to kind of bring themselves down emotionally and try to find that reality check. Now, I think the challenge is how do you raise your level now, your fever pitch? How do you get up to now being ready so you don't get embarrassed on national television on Thursday? And it's a big deal. That's going to be a big atmosphere for this team playing a Cowboys team that is housing the Vikings in the national window this afternoon. So it's a big test for Brian Dable and his coaching staff, but also the veterans of this team to make sure that this team realizes what's at stake here. It's a short week. The Giants have gained advantages, and here's what concerns me most about the game in Dallas. The Giants have gained advantages coaching-wise 
being able to put together a game plan and execute it on game day. They don't have a normal week this week, so everything is condensed into two days, two, three days. That would concern me. I know they're playing a team that they've already played this year. They were within one score. Dak Prescott was not on the field for that game, obviously. So I think that's what concerns me most about the Giants in this spot is that they're injured, they're humbled a little bit, and they don't have the advantage that they have week to week with the coaching staff that's in place executing these game plans. And they're going to be tested. And then you've come back after that game with a huge, a huge game against Washington here. Forget Philly and Dallas right now. The focus needs to be on Washington, and Washington's coming. They've got these games on the underbelly of their schedule. They've posted back-to-back wins because they upset the Eagles on Monday Night Football. And they're the team that you have to watch if you're giant, if you're the Giants that could come up from behind you and steal your playoff spot. That's the reality right now. So Giants are seven and three. All is not lost, but they've got a lot of work to do to get to where they want to be right now and to make up for this loss today. Can it happen? It could still happen. But there's a lot that they need to make up for after losing to Detroit. Thanks for being all in. We should have an episode before Thanksgiving. I will be in Dallas, so make sure you stay engaged with our coverage both on social media and on NorthJersey.com and we'll talk to you this week.